Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 203 of The Body Nerd Show. And on today's episode, I'm talking about how to prepare for your next surgery, from questions to ask your doctor to supplies to have at home. We're talking post-surgery recovery tips and how to make the most out of physical therapy once you're all healed. I work with clients at all stages of recovery, some who are preparing for surgery and want to get stronger to be ready for it, or who have recently had surgery and have finished up their physical therapy and are looking for those next steps. And while I personally haven't had any surgical procedures, knock on wood, in the last 16 years, I've been right there for loved ones after all types of surgeries. And the thing about surgery is that you don't often get a second shot. You know, you might go in for your other knee or not, but a lot of times it's your first time in the hospital, especially for that procedure. Uh, Maybe it's your first time in the hospital in a very, very, very long time. If you're lucky, you may also have not had a ton of procedures in your life. So we're walking into a scenario where we don't know what to ask. We don't know what's going on. And it can be really, really, really scary. So my hope with today's episode is to give you an idea of all of the things to be ready for, to ask, so that you can walk into that pre-surgical appointment with your doctor and have a better idea of what's going on. Because I was with my dad after he had two very similar surgeries just a few months apart last year. And the second one was so much easier for all of us. We knew what to expect. We knew what to ask. We knew how to advocate best for his needs. And it just made the whole process so much smoother and his recovery so much smoother as well. So after one of our Maven shared her post-surgery story with the group, I knew an episode on surgery and what to expect and how best to prepare yourself was in order. So let's just get right into it. Before surgery, you're going to want to keep a list of questions that you have for your doctor and your team. I like starting a reminder list or notes app on your phone where you can write down things as you think of them. That way you can take them to your next appointment. Saying to your partner, like, we should ask the doctor that. You're never going to (laughs) remember. You have so much going on, the anxiety of surgery as well, like write it down. Um, And then address any of those concerns that you have with your doctor. They have the answers to every question you're going to ask, but they often don't think of them up front because they've done the surgery 50 million times, hopefully. Well, this may be your first or your second, you know, they definitely have the upper hand as far as information goes. Now, depending on your doctor, you may also ask if you can record your sessions together. I know that I found this to be super helpful because there was so much information, so many questions asked. I didn't remember everything. And like, yes, I can take notes, but you also just want to have a conversation. Like there's other things going on. So ask for consent from your healthcare provider and just see if that is an option because that'll be really helpful to kind of debrief after your appointments. 
And you're definitely going to want to ask for information on your procedure. Don't be afraid to find information yourself. Discuss that with your surgeon if you are so inclined and not um, afraid of gore. (laughs) YouTube has a lot of surgical videos and you may actually be able to see the procedure if that's helpful for you. Now, I know that that's like a huge body nerd thing. And even for me, like I, I would say I love, and it's true. I find it fascinating to look at knee surgeries and shoulder surgeries and all of that. But when my dad was having surgery, it was like too close to the cuff to look that up on YouTube. And I still to this day haven't. So you know yourself better. That may be an option. That may not be an option. So just depends. You also are going to want to ask your surgeon about scarring and how that's going to affect your movement. So I'm thinking of this specifically for especially like chest or breast surgeries or even abdominal surgeries, like a C-section, something like that. There is scar tissue that could potentially impact how you move after. So asking these questions ahead of time is going to give you an idea of what to prep what to be thinking about as part of your recovery. And also when you get to physical therapy and you're ready for that, you have that information as well. You are also going to want to ask about the types of movements you should or shouldn't be doing after your surgery. Know what to expect as far as swelling and mobility right when you wake up, um, but also the timeline. So you might not be able to bear weight on your leg after knee surgery or hip surgery, but for how long? You might not be able to bend or rotate after back surgery, but for how long? And please definitely keep asking these questions of your surgeons as well, because I have heard from far too many people, oh, my doctor told me I can't bend my knee past this degree, or I can't rotate past this degree. And then they never asked again. And so they're just completely missing that range of motion, possibly unnecessarily, because they should be able to rotate. They just haven't, even though it's been five plus years since the surgery. So keep asking those questions. Keep asking for clarification, because again, your doctor has the experience, they have the knowledge, but they might not be thinking about it because they're thinking of higher level things. How does the suture look? You know, did that piece of tissue I put in there, is it feeling good? Like those kinds of things. And you might just want to know, okay, but like, can I kneel yet? Or can I rotate? Or can I bend? Your surgeon is also the person to ask about how to deal with pain as far as what type of medication you may be taking before and after also because pain is, and every single doctor is going to tell you this as well. You got to stay ahead of your pain and that's going to be the biggest hindrance to your recovery because when you have pain, not only does it affect how you move, but it affects how you heal. It affects how you sleep. So staying ahead of that pain, making sure that you're taking your medications at the proper intervals is really, really important. And that doesn't always mean narcotics, right? I know that often uh, those are prescribed, especially right after surgery but just because you've been given them doesn't mean you have to take them. And this would also be another great time to ask your surgeon before you go ahead, hey, I don't like this narcotic. I don't like the way this drug makes me feel. What are my other options? And they'll be able to you know, suggest and recommend or have the pharmacist prescribe or fill whatever you need. So these are all things to talk about and all things to ask before you get in there, right? Because again, the day of, you're going to be very nervous. So like I mentioned before, writing stuff down is going to be super helpful. It's going to help you remember and you can just like whoop, pull out your phone. Oh, I need to tell you that. Oh, I don't like this. This is that. What about this? Like, what should we do for that? Whatever. I know commonly for limb surgeries, especially like knee surgery, they may do a nerve block, which is going to completely numb the leg so that you don't put, you know, you can't feel it when you wake up. 
But you may think or feel that that's going to be way too weird to not be able to feel your leg and is actually going to be like kind of trippy. I know I have some friends who that was their experience, that it was just like uncomfortable to not be able to feel the leg and they would have rather been able to feel the leg and like not stepped on it. And so that's, again, another conversation to have with your doctor, with your anesthesiologist before you have surgery. And you're also going to want to talk to your surgeon about physical therapy and schedule physical therapy if possible. This may be more of an aftercare, after-surgery kind of thing. Um, but in my experience, surgeons just don't really think PT is necessary. Right? They are so good at what they do that they know with full confidence that your joint or whatever they're operating on will be perfect. And while this may absolutely be true, and we need them to have that level of self-confidence, uh, physical therapy is not just about the structural pieces but it's about helping your brain and body relearn how to move together well. Um, and a scalpel can't fix that. So definitely advocate for yourself for physical therapy. I recommend physical therapy, honestly, for everything because it is like 99.9.999% of the time relevant. So you may have to push for that and your surgeon may not, may not see how that's necessary, but I always recommend that. You may also want to ask about procedures that you might need to undertake in order to heal well. So if there's any aftercare for wound care or scar treatment or range of motion, like there's other things that you can ask about either before or even after. Hey, I noticed that this is really stiff. Is it supposed to be this stiff? Is my range of motion supposed to be this limited? What else can we do? I know for knee surgeries, if there is a limitation in range of motion, they can take you back under and move the limb through its range of motion forcefully while you are under sedation with the hope that that improves range of motion. That's an option. Not sure that you necessarily would want to do that. But again, just asking about these things all along the way and being prepared with each of your appointments by taking notes and ask, you know, writing down your questions ahead of time. So things to prep in advance of your surgery. And I feel like this is a part where definitely like, I'm not thinking about that, right? I'm just thinking about getting through this procedure, but this is the stuff that is gonna make a huge difference. So firstly, prepare your home environment to be ready for whatever mobility restrictions that you're gonna experience. Are you going to be using a walker or a wheelchair or crutches? Like what in your space is going to help or hinder that? Maybe you're not going to be able to lay flat and you need to sleep upright or in, on a wedge pillow or something like that. Like have all of those things ahead of time because the last thing you want to be doing is setting this up right before your or right after your surgery. Um, you may also need to prepare your home for any help that's coming to visit. Maybe that's setting out you know, extra supplies or towels or your first aid kit or whatever. If you have like a home health nurse coming, like whatever you need to do or you can anticipate needing after surgery, do it ahead of time because you will not be wanting to do it after surgery. Also plan your sleeping situation in advance. So like I talked about extra pillows to prop yourself up or to prevent you from rolling over onto your surgically repaired body parts. If you gotta stay on your back or you gotta stay on the side or whatever it might be. Um, and you also might wanna have a plan if you sleep with a partner. You may need some extra space to sleep comfortably. So perhaps that for this time while you're healing, it makes more sense for you to sleep separately if that's at all possible so that you can get the rest you need 
need and your partner can get the rest that they need without worrying about injuring one another or each other. And also, I just want to give a shout out to my podcast copywriter, Tiffany, who has her own experience with surgery and offered so much of her insight for today's episode. She shared both she and her partner had upper body surgeries. And so a lot of this of like, okay, you're going to sleep over there. I'm going to sleep over here because it's not going to be helpful for us to be bumping into one another while we're healing. This is all Tiffany's genius. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tiffany. The number one question I get within the comments and my DMs and my emails is, I have this issue, what should I do for it? And I get when you've tried icing and you've tried stretching and they're not really working, you probably are looking for a simple program that you can do on your own that actually works. And that's exactly why I put together the Mobility Mastery Toolkit. The toolkit includes 30 days of exercises so you know exactly what to do to improve the mobility of your hips, your lower back, your feet, your neck, and your shoulders. Plus, it comes with video demos for every single exercise and a full body mobility workout calendar so you can check it off. And again, you don't have to think about what to do. You just get it done. And with all of those resources, you're just 15 minutes a day from feeling stronger and more flexible. As a Body Nerd Show listener, you can save 50% off when you use the code MASTERY at mobilitytoolkit.co. That's right. Use the code MASTERY, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y, at mobilitytoolkit.co. And then keep me posted how it goes. Now, another really smart, this is like next level genius as well, is make sure that you have all of the food on hand, especially for that first week, possibly into the second that you need and stock your freezer with easy, easy meals. So we're talking super easy snacks, super easy drinks, maybe things to have if you're feeling queasy, like broth or crackers or soda. Um, Oftentimes post anesthesia or pain meds can contribute to that nausea. So it's better to be prepared ahead of time. And you also maybe just like not hungry because you're healing and not feeling great, but having something that you can heat up easily or throw in the slow cooker or like throw in the air fryer, like whatever, you know, one-handed if need be, or while sitting on a chair, again, thinking of all these things in advance, but having food ahead of time is super, super helpful. So I know I have one friend who will spend like, honestly, like the month before her surgery prepping food so that she has it when she arrives home so that you don't have to think about it. Because again, the last thing you want to do when you get home from having surgery is like, let me heat up this burrito. Like, no, 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 no. And yes, it's super nice to have a partner who may be able to, you know, prepare or cook these things for you. So maybe it's a conversation that you have with them or if there's someone in the house with you about what kind of foods you want, but anything you can do to prep is so helpful. So as a caregiver, right, I was the one who was having surgery, but when I was taking care of my dad to be able to just like the 20 minutes I had to like, oh, let's go eat something while he was like showering or whatever to grab and eat something really fast was so much easier. Like I did not have time to like sit down and make a meal and do all that. So grab and go, stock your freezer, have as much food that is easy to digest. That may also help with constipation or gas and just in case, because again, those pain meds and also post anesthesia, like it affects your system hundred percent. You also are going to want to get like the biggest water vessel that you can carry comfortably with a straw um, to make it really, 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 really easy to stay hydrated. So if you are, you know, mobility limited, let's say again, a knee surgery, you're going to want to fill that up once and then you're not going to want to have to get up again. 
And same, if you have somebody caring for you, you know, every 12 ounce bottle, they're like every 20 minutes, hey, can you give me some more? Can you give me some more? Or not drinking enough because you're just going by that small vessel. Like that's not good. We want to stay as hydrated as we possibly can. And if you're like, I know, but then I'm also going to have to go pee as much as I possibly can. You know, perhaps some electrolytes or adding a hydration tablet or something like that to your water may help with that absorption so that you don't feel like you have to get up and go every 20 seconds. You're also going to want to have clothing that's appropriate for your recovery on hand. So again, if I can't take my arms over my head, I'm going to want button down shirts, not pullover, um, super comfortable pants. Do I want socks? I just want slippers, like all of these things. Just think about them. Have those cleaned, ready to go. You're not going to be wanting to do laundry. Just be prepared to make your life and whoever is caregiving for you, if you do have someone who is doing that, make all of our lives just easy, easy peasy. If your procedure is outpatient, you're going to want to think about the most comfortable way to get into and sit into the car and prepare accordingly. And this is something like the last surgery I had was in college and I did a sinus surgery and I still, I'm pretty sure this was my sinus surgery, maybe my tonsillectomy that I had in high school. But I remember we had to go and pick up the meds on our way home and sitting in the car. I'd just been in the hospital for 24 hours and sitting in the car in the parking lot, the CVS in Eagle Rock, waiting for my mom to get my meds filled and you're just like not wanting to be upright feeling kind of nauseous from all the stuff you've just been like pump full of fluids it was just like not a good time so (laughs) if I had been thinking ahead I would have brought stuff so I could have laid down in the back seat or just been a little bit more comfortable if you are having a chest or breast surgery you may even want to bring like a pillow or something to prevent the seatbelt from touching sensitive areas and also whatever procedure you're having check out reddit i know this is like not a social media site that i know amongst my friends i'm like one of the few that's obsessed with reddit but there's so it's, it's like a chat board where people who have experienced the same things that you have are sharing like here's what worked for me here's what didn't whether it's you know chemo or mastectomy or breast reduction surgery or knee surgery or like whatever they're going to give you some ideas of like what to ask what to prepare for what to have for the car ride home like all of those things ask around for people who have had that procedure within your friend circle or maybe even outside your friend circle because that's gonna be really helpful to get you home comfortably like I'm just thinking about like you've just had you know chest surgery or even you know a c-section right and you're riding home and now there's a seat belt and it's like rubbing against your incision like that's awful awful so just think ahead you're also like I mentioned gonna want to fill and pick up prescriptions for your post-operative meds this ideal situation would be you get home and then someone else goes and gets it that's not always possible but you also want to gather some items so maybe you make a list ahead of time so you have that again on your phone or on a piece of paper so whoever is driving you home can like help you with that or once you are home like hey can you get me this stuff so also things that are of course your prescribed medication but anything that's going to help with post-operative discomfort so think gas think bloating think constipation sore throat If you're having like a head and neck surgery, maybe, you know, saline is something that's going to be comfortable. These are all, again, questions to ask either your surgeon or people who have had a similar procedure, because sometimes they're going to have like the ninja level tips that perhaps your surgeon just doesn't even know, because while they do the procedure, they may have not ever had it done to them. So they don't have that firsthand experience. 
You're also going to want to gather any recommended items for wound care. So bandages, soap, meds, creams, all kinds of things like that. They should, you know, again, ask your surgeon ahead of time what you're going to need. They're going to make some recommendations for that. Um, But this is another area where doing your research and asking around is going to be super helpful. So when my dad had surgery, what his surgeon recommended and what my esthetician recommended as far as skin weren't necessarily on the same page. So wound care, right? Skin. For my dad's surgeon, he's a very, very good throat surgeon. One of the best. Not a dermatologist, not an esthetician. So you might want to, you know, ask around, ask what other people have done, get a second opinion. So yeah, ask the surgeon, knowing they have a ton of experience doing what they're doing, but they still might not be an expert on skin or even squats, for example. Like ask your physical therapist because they're good with scalpels. So with wound care and reducing scars, um, there's a lot of silicone stripes and different things you can do for that that your surgeon may not be aware of, but may be helpful. And you may find either your esthetician or, you know, again, crowdsource, what are other people doing that's helped them get through this process more smoothly? All right, day of surgery. You're like, wait, what? All of this was like before surgery? And yes, there's a lot. And this is what I'm saying. Like, this is a combination of firsthand experience, of conversations, of like groupthink. There's a lot to think of. And again, you cannot expect your surgeon to be thinking of all of these things or you in the high anxiety of day of surgery to be thinking of these things either. So day of surgery, you're going to want to review final questions that you have with your surgeon. If there's anything you thought of since your last appointment that you didn't have an opportunity to ask, you didn't have an opportunity to ask their office. You also are going to have the opportunity to talk to your anesthesiologist on this day. You want to ask some questions. You want to make sure that they address your concerns. Do you get nauseous with certain meds? Have you had issues in the past with anesthesia or other pain meds? Talk to them about this. This is literally what they do. We talked about nerve blocks, like some certain pain meds. Like this is the person to have that conversation with. And they should ask you all of these things, but it's good to tell them even without prompting. Because again, they may not be thinking about it because it's not their firsthand experience. Also, like the last thing you want to do when you're home from surgery, this happened to me as well, and getting very nauseous to the point of being bent over the toilet after having sinus surgery, not comfortable, do not recommend at all. And that could have been alleviated if we had adjusted my pain meds a little bit, had I just known, right? So have these conversations with the anesthesiologist before they inject you with things uh, to make you go night-night because they are the experts on that. After your surgery, you're going to be in contact with your surgeon or their office. You might have a coordinator that you talk to and call them if you have questions about pain, medications, healing. I know we often think like, oh, well, I don't want to bother them. But if the other option is like going on Google to be like, is this pus normal? Um, Don't do that. Call your doctor. If you've been in the hospital, oftentimes the nurses will be like, if you have questions, like call us back and like actually call them. And with my dad's surgery, like we called them all the time in those first couple weeks. And it was so, so super helpful. So while I was freaking out about something, the nurse would often be like, no, it's okay. Like, here's what you're going to do and be able to talk me off a ledge. And it was just so needed. So call the people. They tell you to call them and they're not telling you just to be polite, like actually call them. So common discomfort that you might have post-surgery, of course, nausea or vomiting from the anesthesia sore throat or coughing for being intubated. So when you are under general anesthesia, they put a tube down your throat to help you breathe and keep your airway clear. 
Also, as somebody with crazy sensitive skin, I always get like a rash on my face from the adhesive from the tape. So like, that's another thing. You're like, wait, they weren't in my mouth. Why does this feel so gross? It's partially because of that. Also, dry mouth happens um, sometimes as a side effect from a lot of the medication. So all of these other fun things can be happening. Of course, a soreness, pain, and swelling, which may also be contributing to restlessness or sleeplessness. Again, side effects or medications. It's just it's, it's a great time. Um, of course, thirsty, which we already talked about, having your big, huge water vessel that you can easily pick up and drink from with a straw so you're not tipping your head back. Just make it easy peasy peasy. Or constipation and gas, which is like... <sighs> also terrible after surgery. So there's also this interesting program. You'll have to, you know, ask around to find out if it exists at the center where you're having your surgery, but it's called the Enhanced Recovery After Surgery Protocols or ERAS for short. And these are programs that aim to combine and coordinate evidence-based perioperative care interventions to support standardizing and optimizing surgical care. So basically they provide information for you, the patient, on what happens before, during, and after surgery. And it's really odd that these programs aren't standardized and may or may not be available where you have your procedure, but it doesn't hurt to ask because again, this is like all these questions that we're talking about, they're going to have more specific information specific to your procedure and the location where you are having your procedure. So lastly, right, we've done before surgery, day of surgery, after surgery, let's talk physical therapy. So this is going to vary wildly depending on the procedure that you have. And like I already mentioned before, sometimes surgeons are like, well, what do you need physical therapy for? Their work is perfect. We need them to know that their work is perfect. But physical therapy is about so much more than just making sure the structure is perfect, but helping you to get back to moving better. So ask questions, ensure that they are addressed by your surgeon. Can I start physical therapy? They may say, no, wait till week four because I want the tissue to heal. That's fine. Can I get a script for physical therapy? It's just surgeons don't often push this. And it is so, so, so important. After you have had surgery, it's essentially an injury to your body. And there are compensation patterns that set in from how you are moving or walking or sleeping after surgery. And also just the surgery itself. For example, I had a growth removed off the bottom of my foot and they were like, just put a Band-Aid on it. You'll be fine. And that completely altered the way I run like for the rest of my life. So your body changes after you've had a procedure, whether, you know, you had stitches or not. It was just a small thing. It wasn't. So definitely go to physical therapy. Just go to physical therapy. Now, I often come in after people have completed their physical therapy and they want to get back to training, lifting, et cetera. That's often where I come in. But go to PT and get that first hands-on help in the, let's say, first weeks, but it's going to be a lot longer than that. And then also talk to your physical therapist if you're like, I would like to get back to running. I would like to get back to working out. I would like to get back to my bar class or Pilates or whatever. Let them know about what movement practices you like and what you want to do so they can build you a plan that helps you get back into that thing. And most physical therapists are going to provide handouts for homework, so keep track of them. Uh, take videos if you need help remembering the exercise of either you doing the exercise or them doing the exercise. It doesn't help if you get home and you're like, wait, what's that thing again? And then you do something different for the whole week, like not always super, super helpful. 
And just like with your surgeon, talk to your physical therapist about scarring and how that might be affecting your mobility and how to help with that. They all have extensive training in scar tissue management and how to do massage for scar tissue. They can also probably show you how to do massage for your scar tissue. And after about six weeks, the tissue should be healed and ready for that scar tissue massage, which is gonna allow that scar to be less like a scar and more like regular tissue. And so that'll get you back to moving better faster. And more importantly, move your body in ways that feel good to you and are safe. Maybe that looks like moving and massaging parts of your body that weren't associated with the surgery. So if you had your shoulder operated on or your head or neck or chest surgery, something like that, maybe just like working on your feet and your hips feels good. And like, that's super awesome too. You might feel stiff from just laying around. You may feel stiff from changing how you're walking, right? If this is your first time using a walker forever, your arms are gonna be exhausted. That one leg that you've been hanging on and using to support your weight while you try to not bear weight on the other leg, that leg is gonna be super, super, super tired. So maybe you address all of those things. Just pay attention to how your body is feeling and address accordingly. And also, I'm just going to say, sometimes moving your body or massaging yourself after surgery looks like putting a ball underneath the butt cheek while you're laying in bed watching television. That counts too. Okay, that counts too. (laughs) Do not discount that. Um, It's going to help you continue to feel better. It doesn't have to be this whole big production. I promise you. Okay. If breath work is safe and accessible for you and is not something that triggers anxiety or panic or anything like that, you might want to find some exercises that feel good. Maybe things that you've already been doing. Maybe something as simple as, um, you know, letting your eyes close and breathing gently. I know on YouTube, there are some guided massages or breath work for pain. So you can search for that, you know, breathing exercises for pain, relaxation for pain, and find some auditory support in that way. So if you know you're having difficulty sleeping at night, pop in your headphones, hit play on that video, and then that'll at least relax you and your nervous system so that you can get some rest. Also, another vote for why you need to go to physical therapy (laughs) is to learn how and when it's safe to taper off of any mobility aids or braces, right? I'm using a walker. When can I ditch the walker? Maybe go to a cane. When is it good to stop using my crutches? What is the best way to use my crutches? Are they fitted well? All of these things are something that, yes, the surgeon can do. um, But if you also start physical therapy and you still are using those devices, that's another conversation to have with your physical therapist. So basically, in summary, ask a lot of questions, take a lot of notes of your questions whenever you think of them, and then rest and relax and give your body the space it needs to recover. Do not rush into things too fast, but have your space set up so you are ready for surgery and you're ready for home by the time that you get there. Now, if you are listening to this episode and you're like, I had surgery a long time ago and I have been wearing my knee brace or shoulder brace or ankle brace or whatever forever, uh, check out episode 159, which is should you wear a brace forever? It's going to give you some more ideas on where to go next. And also episode 167 is all about scar tissue. So if you're like, I already had surgery, but now I have scar tissue and I'm not quite sure how to deal with that, that episode is going to be for you. And I know we covered a ton (laughs) today. We have covered a lot, but I hope that today was helpful. And I would love to hear from you what your biggest takeaway was from today's episode. So like always, you can take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. I'm at Holla from Mala. You can call and leave a voicemail on the Body Nerd Hotline. Let me know what was helpful. That number is 818-396-6501. 
or even better, you can leave a review for today's episode. And in that review, let me know what the most helpful part was for you. Or just share this with a friend or close loved one who is going to have surgery or has had surgery and just spread the word, you know? Also, if you are thinking about retreat, we are still booking. There are still a few spots left. So if you are longing for some adventure and relaxation and fun and your day-to-day just isn't cutting it, we are going to Puerto Vallarta, May 17th through 21st of 2023. If you are tired and need a break, if you want me to help you get together a plan so you can move better and feel better and you want to take some classes together and meet some movement-minded women and femmes in real life and laugh and have fun fun till your sides hurt, then join us on retreat. It's going to be super awesome. And I'm really looking forward to it. I'm literally counting down the days. So we are just steps from the beach, like literally steps. We are just a short walk from town and you can learn everything about retreat and everything that's included by heading on over to aewellness.com slash retreat. If you want to go and you want to save some money, like $150 off, Send me an email before March 31st of 2023 at info at aewellness.com. Have the subject line be retreat me. It could be all capitals. I'd love it to be all capitals because it's really going to stick out and I will get you all the info in the coupon code. So you can join us in Puerto Vallarta for the most relaxing, rejuvenating, recharging, restful vacation adventure of your life. <laughs> So here's asking better questions, moving more, asking even more questions of our surgeon and asking for PT and getting nerdy. (laughs) And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool. And you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.